Welcome to the Bright Cantor podcast. I'm Joseph Cantor, an attorney here at Bright Cantor, and today I'm with two of our partners, Elliot Buckner and Irv Cantor. I'll let you all introduce yourselves to the audience. Joseph, you did such a good job of introducing me. I can't ask for more than that. I'm Elliot Buckner, an attorney with Bright Cantor. Happy to be with you today. And I'm Irv Cantor, and I agree. I can't improve on that. Well, Glad that both of you are here today to talk about talk to attorneys about partnering with our firm and um, how we can help them on their cases. So, Elliot, first question is to you. Um, what are the benefits of other attorneys partnering with our firm? Yeah, we, we've been really lucky over the years. We've had a chance to work with great attorneys. And I would say that, honestly, the vast majority of them are excellent attorneys in their own right. And it's not that they need to hire us because they can't handle the case. Um, but most of them are just too busy. They don't have the staff. They don't want to staff up for a single case. They want extra firepower. It might be a case that's incredibly expensive and they need some help covering those costs. Uh, there's a wide variety of reasons where partnering us with uh, partnering with us on cases can be a huge asset to those folks. And they're not giving up the case. They're not referring it to somebody. They're still on the case. They're still working on it. Uh, but we can provide a lot of different assistance aspects that, frankly, some attorneys, as I talk to them about things we can do for them, aren't even aware that are available to them. But uh, I think that's kind of a real roundabout way to get to. There's a, a real wide variety of reasons why people partner with us and benefit from having us assist them on their cases, whether it's co-counsel behind the scenes, uh, just doing some basic research and investigation stuff, whatever we're doing for them. I think there's a wide variety of reasons why people use us for that. What are some of those things that other attorneys don't realize are out there that could help them on their cases? Uh, you know, when I talk to people about us co-counseling a case or joint venturing a case or being that kind of quiet behind-the-scenes assistance on the case, it's that last piece that most folks don't really realize we can do for them. Uh, and that's where the conversation we usually spend most of our time on because all attorneys understand what it's like to refer a case. You get a case in. It's not a case that you normally would handle. It's beyond the, the scope of your capacity at that time or whatever it is. And you just send the whole thing to somebody else and you'll keep a tail on it and you'll get some fees out of it at the end. But you don't work on that case again. Then there's uh, folks understand what it's like to co-counsel a case with people where you're going to bring somebody in, you're going to split up the work on the case, usually split up the costs. Attorneys get that too. But I think what they don't realize is out there, and one of the things that I think is a tremendous benefit from for attorneys is the work we can do quietly, behind the scenes, it's still their case, they're still out in front of it, it's their picture in Lawyers Weekly at the end of it, uh, but we can assist them with research, brief writing, uh, working on crafting, one of the things that we've done a lot of lately is working on crafting the complaint to make sure that we've got all the facts, we do our investigation, we help them research all the law that they need so that we make sure that they plead a proper complaint. We talk to them about venue and we can do a lot of stuff behind the scenes to assist them where nobody even knows that we're there. And that's frankly the last couple of years I've spent more time talking to people about that and the work we can, we can do for them on that side of it than the other stuff. Dad, this one's for you. Okay. Um, you have never advertised on TV and been around a while, worked with a lot of other attorneys partnering on their cases. Tell us about the history of our firm partnering with other attorneys on their cases. Early in my career, um, I 
was asked to help on some cases um, by plaintiff's firms, and um, I enjoyed it quite a bit. I really enjoyed the strategy um, sessions, and like Elliot just said, most of the attorneys that have contacted us throughout the years have been really good lawyers, and so um, we divided things up um, early on. Uh, we did, I did a lot of that and sort of built my career um, working with other law firms. Um, a lot of the early cases that I worked on were brain injury cases because I had developed sort of a subspecialty in brain injury in the late 70s and early 80s, and not a lot of folks around the country were doing brain injury. And so um, that has been the uh, really the largest percentage of cases, both early and now, um, are brain injury cases. Elliot, what about our team here at Bright Cantor um, in particular is beneficial to other lawyers looking to partner with us? I, I think the if you look at the skill set, the expertise that the lawyers have here at Bright Cantor, it really covers a broad swath of the primarily personal injury cases that folks who come to us with, personal injury, medical malpractice, wrongful death. I mean, our lawyers have got a tremendous amount of experience in TBI cases like Irv just talked about, uh, tractor-trailer cases, lots of depth in medical malpractice. Uh, we've handled admiralty cases. We've, I mean, pick a PI case, we've got somebody here that does it. Scott Bucci's, I think, one of the best premises lawyers in the state. I mean, we've just got a wide variety of case-type experience, and we've got a pretty deep bench. And the other thing that we've got that I think is a tremendous asset, not only for our firm, but for the firms that partner with us on things, is we've got a couple of really outstanding lawyers that are <laughs> way smarter than me, that are fantastic at research and legal writing, and they put together our briefs and give us case memos. And having that availability. And I know that there's some third parties out there that do it. There's some other groups that do it. But to have day-to-day -day practicing lawyers in the trenches that have that skill set is a huge plus for our firm and the work we do day-to-day -day and for the firms that partner with us. It's a huge asset. Yes, it is. Um, one thing you didn't mention is jury impressions. And that's probably one of the, the best assets we have here to help other lawyers. Uh, Irv, talk about the history of jury impressions. It's been around now for 30 years. Well, it's actually been around for over 40 years. Um, uh, when I started my practice, I didn't want to lose any cases. And so I would try my cases in front of a, a group of uh, folks that mirrored the real jury. And I drove my neighbors crazy. And I drove my family crazy. <laughs> And I drove my friends crazy because I refused to go to trial uh, with a real jury um, having not had a focus group or a group of other folks um, hear the case first. Um, I did that um, in criminal cases and in civil cases. And um, over the years, I realized, boy, you can do a lot more than just try your case. You can test all kinds of issues. And um, we developed jury impressions um, to really jury impressions is a, is a it grew out of my practice. Um, in the uh, 90s, I teamed up with a AV engineer out of Virginia Beach 
who uh, helped me come up with a system to do it much more efficiently and to use some technology in my focus groups. And that um, worked really well for us, and the attorneys from around the state started asking uh, me to run some focus groups for them. And um, did that for years, and um, as I got older, towards the, uh, um, I guess, the mid-2000s, um, we decided to uh, open it up for other attorneys. And so Jury Impressions was started then uh, as, a, um, as a service, really, for trial attorneys, plaintiffs' attorneys, um, all over the state, and now it's grown all over the country. And so that's sort of the history, but it all started because I did not want to lose any cases. And I still lost some. <laughs> <laughs> How does the uh, process of a focus group work? The way it works generally is you can test any issue, first of all, in a focus group. And so what we're only talking about jury trials. And so what we do is we get representative uh, folks who match the demographics of the forum where the case is being heard. And then we um, give them a, a set of facts and videos and photos and other demonstratives that the attorneys put together and we put together to strategically test the issues that the attorneys want to test. In a, in a medical malpractice, it might be the standard of care. In a tractor-trailer case, it might be, is there liability of the shipper or or the uh, broker? Um, or does do the federal motor carrier safety regs apply to a certain situation? And do the jury, does the jury get it? Um, if it's a brain injury case, you know, is it better to hear from the lay witnesses or the expert witnesses? Do we want to show videos uh, of our clients. You know, you can test so many different things. And so um, I love it. I love dealing with juries and I love dealing with attorneys uh, because the folks that hire us are the best attorneys around because they're doing focus groups because they don't want to lose. And so it's, uh, it's, it's something I really enjoy. Prior to the pandemic, I, I don't think you had ever done a remote focus group by video, by video conferencing. And ever since the pandemic hit, we've had to do them by video conference only, cannot do them in person. Have you noticed any change in uh, the intel you're able to get from a remote focus group versus in person? We had talked about doing them remotely before the pandemic, but never did. And the reason we didn't is because I'm so old fashioned. And I thought you had to do in person to look at the jurors' faces. Uh, boy, was I wrong. Um, we developed a system to do it remotely that works absolutely beautifully and, in my opinion, superior to in-person focus groups. The jurors don't have to travel. It's easy for them to log on. And we test run with all the jurors before the focus groups the uh, software we're using, which is very simple. And they feel very comfortable um, giving us intel. And we put them in chat rooms with other jurors so they're able to see the facial um, expressions of their fellow jurors. And it works great. And so, yes, I was dragged to the party, but I'm glad I got there. <laughs> it works just as well. Yes. Um, Elliot, when does it make sense for an attorney to come to us and ask for us to partner with them? I think the earlier the better. Honestly, um, and part of the reason why you want to do it sooner rather than later is if you're going to partner with us and part of that partnering with us is going to include a focus group, 
I am a big advocate for doing focus groups early and often. Uh, Pre-suit is great. Most people don't think about doing them then, but that really helps you frame the issues, helps you frame your complaint. It helps you identify what discovery you need to put together. Then once you get into the case, doing it again so that you can see how your case develops, what has changed, you're testing different issues. I mean, that really is a key reason to get together with us early. Uh, And then it's the same basic reasons beyond the focus group is that we can help do some case investigation. We can help frame the issues for your complaint. We can help responding to those demurs and the 12B6 in federal court and all those other things that come that are obstacles that have to be overcome in cases. And there are just about every case now. And there's there's folks out there, again, great lawyers, but they don't have the time or capacity. I mean, they're busy because they're great lawyers. And they may not have lots of staff or dedicated brief writers or things like that. So get get to us early is better because we can help a lot right in the beginning. But there's really, I mean, there is not a time when it's too late, but there certainly are times when it's better than others. Earlier is better. Is there a threshold for the size of the case in, in partnering with us? Does it have to be a bigger case? It's it's easier to do it on a bigger case because we've got so much that we throw at it. It's a big investment of our our time and our resources. Uh, but, and Irv may kick me under the table here because we're not always the best businessmen here. There are cases that are small cases that are just interesting cases or they'd be fun to work on or the attorney on the other side would be fun to work with. And then there's smaller cases that we just call the justice case. We know we're going to step into a black hole. We're never going to get our time out of that case. We know it's going to be a money loser, but it is a case that just screams out for justice. And we get involved in those all the time because it's the right thing to do. Uh, Can you think of any success stories where we partnered with another lawyer and got a really good outcome for the client? Sure. I mean, if you look at our results list, I mean, we've got, I think we're up over I want to say we're over 160 cases in excess of a million dollars. And if you look through that list, there's a ton of them on there that were co-counsel relationships or a joint venture, or we took the case on and generally did 90% of the work, but the other attorney was there with us, or in some cases, 100% of the work, but the other attorney was there with us. A lot of our success has been joint success with other lawyers. Uh, So, I mean, there's... There's a couple that I would love to be able to talk more about, and you won't find them on our on our list of successful cases because those are cases that our value add was in the background. We did it quietly. They were big cases, got big results, and no one will ever know that we're there. And I'm not going to breach that today on your podcast as much as I like you, Joseph. That that seems to be a new concept, the quiet partnership. Um, what what makes that better for attorneys who want to partner with us than being open and co-counseling out front with them? It's worked really well for some law firms um, because uh, they're great law firms. They, um, we can help them. uh, It's not necessary that they need us, let's say, but we can help them. And so um, they, it works so well for them. We are behind the scenes. We're helping them pick themes for the case. We're helping them test issues with juries. We're helping them do research. We're helping them with discovery that they didn't even think they knew they had to do. And they can talk to us all the t- throughout the case. And like Elliot said, I've uh, just finished working with two law firms that I can't 
talk about. I wish I could. Uh, was very successful, and I've got one right now that I'm working on. And um, um, we like working behind the scenes. We do not mind. We're not looking for the glory. We enjoy. We really enjoy uh, working with other really good trial lawyers. And the strategy from that really is the essence of practicing trial law. Mm-hmm. And so that's it's 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 a lot of fun for me. I know Elliot enjoys it a lot. I know you enjoy it a lot. Mm-hmm. What other advice do you have for attorneys who might be looking to partner with our firm? Pick up the phone, give us a call. Uh, let's go grab lunch and talk. I mean, wh- again, maybe it's not the best business strategy, but we'll talk to anybody anytime about case strategy because that's what we enjoy. I mean, that that is truly the fun part of being a trial lawyer other than the trial itself, is the case strategy. It's developing the case, developing the themes, building the case. Um, that's what's fun. It's we're happy to talk to anybody about their case and, and you know, give them some advice. We're not, we're not out here to get in people's pocket. We want to help folks because the other thing, the other reason we do all this is we recognize that on our side, the beauty of our side is a rising tide truly lifts all boats. If I can help somebody even in a little way, do a little bit better than they otherwise would have, their success is going to be my success later. It's going to help me on my case later. Uh, so I think we all recognize that and we're happy to, to give our time to folks. And if there's a, a way that we can provide additional assistance other than that just original phone call, we'll explore it with them. And, and we've crafted so many different relationships over the years. And, and I don't mean the relationship individually with that person. I mean different types of relationships from just a real basic, hey, I'd like to come over and talk to you guys about this case and just get your thoughts on it. And we've gotten together for a beer after work and had four or five of us sitting around a table just talking about the case and developing the case strategy. And we're not asking for anything for that. That's just a you know something that we'll do for, for friends of ours and people that have hired us in the past and things like that, all the way up to co-counseling the case, taking the case over. And there's nothing that ever is set in stone. I and mean, that's the other thing that I think is good for folks to know is if you bring us in to do a focus group, that doesn't mean that we can't expand it later and help you with discovery and then expand it later and help prepare a few briefs and then expand it later. And we've had cases that we started off just doing one thing and by the end of the case, we were co-counseling it with them. And I think it's just because both sides realized the benefit to each other of that. We enjoyed working on the case. It was a good case and they liked having the help. So we're happy to explore different types of relationships, different types of ways that we can help with anybody. We're, We're always pretty open, I think, with folks that way. You know, a lot of uh, trial lawyers that, that we have worked with are very busy trial lawyers. They don't, um, they're great at what they do, but they've, their plates are so full. And uh, I've had several comment that they really appreciated the fact that we were able to throw so many assets at their case, that they had uh, Elliot handling one portion of a particular issue and me handling another one and you handling a third one and that we had researchers that can help them. And um, I've had some, you know, pretty big law firms say they that that really helped them greatly get to the result that they wanted. And a lot of other firms don't have the collaboration that we have. I mean, it's really a team effort with our firm. When you, when you co-counsel with us, you get our whole team. You basically get our whole firm. Um, Talk about the, that, Elliot, if you don't mind, the uh, the benefits of our team and our team approach. That's one of the things when I talk to people about our firm and why I love being here is 
I'm surrounded by really talented, really smart people that love what they do. And not everybody can say that. We've got, I think I said it before, we've got a super, super deep bench here. And we do take a team approach to stuff. So when somebody comes to us with, whether it's an issue or a case or whatever it is, we have the opportunity to staff that with the right people at the right time. And that's a big, big asset. And not every firm can do that. And frankly, that's why a lot of firms come to us for help or for co-counseling or for that other relationship. It's just to supplement what they can do. We've we've worked with, uh, I think, some of the best lawyers in the state. We've been fortunate enough to work with almost every one of them and have had a great time doing it. That's the other thing that we enjoy about this. It's fun working with good lawyers. It's fun working with talented lawyers that are excited and passionate about their case. It can be invigorating some days. You know, you, it it can be a slog. Doing what we do is really hard. And I love being able to go next door to my office, talk to you about cases, or walk down the hall and talk to Irv or Scott or Steph or Jeffrey and Kevin. I, I mean, it's just, we've got such a great group of folks here. But you get somebody else in, you work on a case with them, they're excited about things for a different reason than maybe you were, and it, it, you feed off each other. It's fun to work on stuff with really good lawyers. And, and so that's why I love doing this. I mean, we're we're fortunate. We're plenty busy. We've got lots of cases to work on. But it's really fun working with other people. And it's great having an opportunity to work on other important cases. And that's why I'm I'm an advocate for this. That's why we're doing this podcast today to make people, I think, hopefully make them a little bit more aware of some of the other things we can do to help them out because I enjoy doing it. Right. It's not a one-size-fits-all approach. I mean, we can handle being a co-counsel in any way that the attorney getting us involved wants us to be involved. Um, Anything else to add? Yeah, I think that you hit the nail on the head. I think that um, it's, um, it's a very adaptable process. And we encourage folks to call us and call us early. And if we, even if you don't um, engage our services, we'd be glad to talk to you. Because uh, the practice of law and practice of trial law is very stimulating. It's one of the most interesting things you could possibly do. You learn something new every day. Um, I've been doing this for 42 years and I'm still learning. And I learn every time I partner with another lawyer just like Elliot said. And so it's a, it's a fascinating job, and we, we like working with fascinating people, and that's the other trial lawyers we work with. All right, thanks for joining us today. That's another episode of the Bright Canner Podcast. Bright Canner.